right, welcome back, kings and queens, uh, to another show of uh, Said Said. Before we get into things, as always, uh, we're going to start off with prayer. So, uh, dear Heavenly Father, we uh, thank you for uh, this day. Uh, We thank you for our lives. Uh, We thank you for another day to live. Uh, God, we just thank you for our families. We thank you for the food that you've blessed us with, for uh, the home that you have us in, for the vehicles that we have, for just the jobs that we have, for everything. God, uh, things could be much worse. And and uh, we just thank you, Father, for all the blessings, the major blessings that you have and the major blessings that you give us in our lives. Father, for anybody who's going through any uh, sickness, any depression, anxiety, any uh, hurt in their lives, any heartbreak, anything that's going on in their lives, Father, I pray that that the schemes of the devil are broken and that chains are broken in people's lives and that Jesus Christ, his love, his guidance, your guidance, Father, your wisdom, and that your um, ever-loving power comes into their lives and that they're filled up with joy and freedom and that every chain is broken and remains that way. And Father, I ask that you continue to give us wisdom, continue to open doors that only you can open, close ones that are not meant to be, close doors that are not meant to be in our lives, and make way for people, make way in our lives for people that are meant to be in our lives, and um, just make uh, breakthroughs happen as you always do, and and as as you always have uh, in our lives as we look back. So thank you, Father, for being our provider, and uh, in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. So um, so thank you all guys for tuning in. Once again, uh, y'all can stay connected by uh, subscribing on Spotify, uh, also subscribing to my YouTube channel, which is Said Said, as well as on Apple Podcast. Uh, if you would like to give me a follow on Instagram, it is C E D X S A I D. And uh, you can give me a follow on there. Um, I'll be doing polls, questionnaires. Uh, if you need prayer, uh, it'll be on there. You could send your prayer request in, and uh, I'll message you back uh, on there. I want to talk to you today about recognizing the enemy. Oftentimes in our lives, we start to think that. The, the, it's, the devil likes to make you think that he likes to take the blame off of him. He likes to put, he likes to bombard you with a lot of things. And he likes to make you think that it's your, your brother or your sister or your spouse or your girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever, your boss. He likes to make you think that it's them that has an issue or that you're depressed or that you're anxious or that you can't sleep at night or that you're not a good mom or you're not a good dad. We could think of all these negative thoughts, right? And it's not, it's not you. It's not the other person. It's not anything. What it is, is it's the enemy. It's the devil. He's really doing his, the devil's got his work cut out for him. And the reason why he has his work cut out for him and the reason why he likes to go so hard at everybody is because his time left is running out. No one knows when the time is. Only the Father knows. Not even Jesus knows. Only the Father. 
but his time is running out. So the more that he can make you think that you're depressed, the more that he can make you think that you're anxious or that it's your mom or it's your dad or it's this or it's that and keep distance and keep hate in your heart and keep uh, fear in your heart and keep all these things, keep you away from realizing the truth, which the truth is Jesus Christ, but keep you away from realizing the truth of who you are, who you are in Christ Jesus, who you are in God's eyes, who you are in the kingdom of God, the further that he could take you away, the better, the more lies that he could dump into you, the better. And, and, and he's really going to come at you. He's going to come at you f for as long as he can. I had somebody ask me not too long ago. Um, they said, said, is this, is he always like, is this always going to happen? Or am I always going to go through these, these things? When is it going to end? You know, when is the doubts going to end? When is the uh, insecurity going to end? When are when are these things going to end? And, you know, Jesus is our example for everything. So take him, for example, all the way until the day he was crucified. He, even in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was being tempted he, he, there were so many thoughts, so much things going against him, so much anguish, so much just everything was coming upon him all the way until he died. Jesus Christ was tested. So yes, you will be tested as well until the day you die. Now it's like, okay, said, well, that's good and well, but how do I, is there a, a light at the end of the tunnel? There has to be something. Is it just, we're just, we're just screwed? you know, but there is good news. It's always good news. And that's why these chapters are called good news. But before we get into that, you have to understand who the devil is and recognize who he is. In John 10, 10, he says, and this is the uh, New King James version. He says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that you may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. The thief, also known as the enemy or the devil, Satan, he comes to kill, still to kill and to destroy. So it's like, oh, it's still kill and destroy what? Okay, for instance, families. We all know, I don't know what the divorce rate is now. But I know whenever Facebook, I remember reading something whenever Facebook had first came, was getting like really bigger and came out. But in his first years that the divorce rate jumped to like 50%. And it may be that now, it may be even higher. But for instance, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So that's the devil's MO. That's his job. Like I said, his time is running out. So the more families, the more relationships, the more of you that he can destroy, steal, and kill, the better for him. Because he's bringing you, literally bringing you to hell with him. He, that's, his, that's what he wants to do because he's already damned to hell. So he already knows what's written for him. But you write your own story with your will by following God's will in your life. So what does he steal, what does he kill, and what does he destroy? If you have a family... He is going to try to come in and steal your marriage, kill your marriage, and destroy your family. 
that's what he's trying to do. He's going to throw a lot at you. That's his favorite thing to do is to steal, kill, and destroy families. When it comes to you, he's going to try to steal your joy, make you think that coworkers don't like you, make you think that your family and your siblings have problems with you and that you have problems with them. He's going to have you hold on to uh, bitterness. He's going to have you hold on to pride and, and oh, I'm, I'm not going to let her get one over on me or I'm not going to let him get one over on me or I'm going to get them back or I'm going to treat them the same way they treat me or whatever the, you know, you've said it. We've all said it. We've all said these things, but that is just the enemy doing his best, doing his best to try to keep everyone not together, to keep everyone separate. That's what he wants. He wants to separate everybody and, and kill all things. He's just here to destroy. I've seen this thing that said that the devil cannot create anything. He can only destroy. So he will tempt you and he will give you suggestion, but he will not make you do anything. God is the only one who creates. And the devil tries to come in and steal everything that God creates. So oftentimes, the devil in the Bible is referred to as the father of lies or the tempter or... Um, in John 8, 44, it says that he was a murderer from the beginning. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. It's telling you right there. One thing that one thing that um, one thing that the devil does, one thing that Satan does, the enemy does, you can call it what you want. He is the enemy. Because he is against anything that God does. And when we are all for God, we're all for Jesus, that is the enemy. Lies, deception, uh, temptation, negativity, that's all the enemy. That's, that's nothing but the enemy trying to throw you off track. So, in John 13, at this part in the Bible, whenever... Judas is being tempted by the devil to betray Jesus. Uh, most of you may know the story. Some may not. But Judas Iscariot is the one who goes and uh, sell, basically sells out Jesus for money. And um, so Judas Iscariot was actually, the, he controlled, he, could, he, he handled the money uh, with the 12 disciples. So out of the 12 disciples, he was the one that handled the money. So Judas had this temptation, a big temptation of his was, was money, was earthly things more or less, but money, right? Now, money isn't the root of all evil. L the lust, it says the lust for money is the root of all evil. So there's nothing wrong with having money. We need money to eat, survive, and to provide, right, in our lives. But having a lust for it, meaning... Money is before everything. Money is before God. Anything before God is a bad thing. But in, in this situation, Judas's vice was money. And the devil knew it. And so the devil used that to tempt Judas. And he used it as a suggestion to Judas. 
in the New Living Translation, it says, and it's referring to Judas, it says, not that he cared for the poor, he was a thief. And since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole some for himself. So the devil sees this, that Judas is having this lust for money, a lust over so much that he's literally stealing from the disciples of what people are giving the disciples out of the goodness of their heart. And so the devil uses this, uh, this vice that, he, that the devil recognizes to get to Judas because he's trying to get to Jesus. Now, the interesting part is that it's like, well, why doesn't the devil just go straight after Jesus? Why doesn't he attack him? Well, because he can't. Because Jesus is God. Jesus is all-powerful. He's the Son of God. And you can't touch him. But he's going to try to get to him through someone else. And so he uses Judas. And it says that in the Amplified Version, it says that it was during supper when the devil had already put the thought of betraying Jesus into the heart of Judas Iscariot. So the thing is that the devil will the devil will try to uh, he can't take over you but he and he won't do something make you do something. What the devil will try to do is trying to tempt you. He will try to give a suggestion. The devil recognized Judas's flaw more or less, his vice. And so that's what he attacked. So in your life like I said last episode in chapter 23, was that you have to be honest with yourself at times and really start asking yourself and being honest with yourself about certain things. Like, because the, the devil is going to try to attack you in those areas. He knows all, of, he, he'll he knows the, your flaw. He knows what makes you, what makes you tempted, whether he knows what makes what gets to you and he's going to try to get at you at any little crevice like a snake he's going to try to swivel and slender and slide his way in and any little crack crevice and any little door that he can get into that's that's his mo he and he's always going to be constant like a i forget like somebody said like a fly just annoyingly my boy uh my boy mike he said, he's like a fly. He's always around. He's always trying to get into you. He's always trying to mess with you. And it is in your, there is a way to get rid of it. And, but if you don't recognize the enemy, you're always going to be getting caught up in his storm. You're going to get caught up in his maze. And that's where he wants to keep you. And you have to remove yourself from that maze. And the way that you remove yourself is by recognizing the enemy and recognizing his attacks and recognizing yourself. Like I said, back in chapter 23, it's recognizing yourself and being honest with yourself. Man, I have a problem with drinking. I have a problem with this addiction. I have a problem with cursing. I have a problem with whatever it is. Whatever it is that is not of that is not of more or less God, then that's pulling you away further from the Lord, pulling you further away from God. And it is going to, um, the devil is going to keep attacking. You know, if you're not giving forgiveness to someone, but you're trying to mend things, if you're not willing to forgive, 
then you're always going to be you're always going to have that problem and you're not if you're not willing to even understand someone or have a conversation with someone that hardness of your heart that unforgiveness is going to take root it's going to grow and the devil's going to feed on that even more and more and feed into your pride and your ego and he's going to bring a lot of things he's going to bring other people into your life that don't need to be there that's going to feed the more it's going to feed more fuel to your fire and that's not what needs to be there so like good and well okay we get it recognize the enemy but what does that mean like <clears throat> how how what do i do about that said like i get it i'm anxious i'm depressed i'm out of it that's not me that's another thing watch how you talk to yourself stop saying those things that's not who i am anymore right and it's a sometimes it's a constant battle all day of man just rebuking and replacing man i'm not that i'm not a bad worker i'm not a i'm not a bad mom don't even say that say i am start saying it's your i am's and my boy and i rob g talked about that on our show one time was i am a good son i am a child of god i am victorious i am going to excel at work i am going to be all these things i am a great mother a great father i am a great brother a great sister great husband a great wife whatever it is start talking back the enemy cannot stand positivity the enemy cannot stand whenever you pray the enemy cannot stand whenever you stand on the word of god and he's you stand on jesus christ as your cornerstone in your life he cannot stand that when you're always hitting him when he hits you with you're a bad mom and you hit him with no i am a flourishing fantastic wonderful beautiful mother to my children to my amazing beautiful smart children he can't stand that there's no defeating that and you keep hitting him with it and responding back with that there is no beating that he'll back off and <clears throat> Another thing is, is that God is all loving. God is all good. And the devil can't stand that, right? So that means that God isn't doing anything to you in your life to bring you down, to put you down or nothing like that. He's absolutely not. God is loving. He does not know evil because he is God. If, if God was an evil person, he wouldn't be loving, all, all loving, perfect or anything like that. The devil is that. So recognize it's not God doing anything bad in your life. It's the devil. The devil is like a wolf. And you're a sheep. And whenever a sheep wanders away from the pack, and let's say the pack, right, is Jesus. The pack is God. The pack is other Christians. And you're all together. And let's say you start to wander off. And you're alone. The wolf isn't going to come get you whenever you're with good Christians, I'm going to say Christians, when you're with people who are walking like Christ, who are living for God, truly living for God every single day. And he's not going to come near the shepherd because the shepherd, Jesus Christ, is going to put push that wolf away. He's going to keep him away from you. He's going to keep you protected. Now, when you start deviating from the pack and you go alone, that's when the wolf sees you alone. The wolf isn't scary. He's just weak. And he likes to get you alone. 
And he likes to attack you when you're alone, when you're tired, when you're stressed out, when it's been a long day of work. That's whenever he comes for you. He, he likes to get you when you're not sober, and that could be in anything. It could be a, not sober emotionally. That could be not sober through substance. Whatever it may be, he likes to get you then because you're susceptible. You, you are no longer in your right mind, and it's easier for him to enter into you. Sorry, James 1, 13 through 14, it says that, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires. So, yes, God will give you challenges in life so that you can level up and go from glory to glory and carry you and he will give you those challenges. But oftentimes you have to recognize, is this God really helping me trying to get somewhere better because I've been communion with I've been in communion with him and I've been asking him for these things and is this just growing pains or is this something that I'm indulging in and deviating in in myself and being in the world and living in the world and living for self gain and and being selfish and the devil's having his way with me because I'm falling into my temptations it's a good question to ask yourself so, like I said, it's like it's good and all, but how do what do I get the message said? So what do, what do I do? How do I how do I combat this? Because there is a way to combat these things. So it says in James four to submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. So the first thing that we need to do is that we need to recognize that we always need to be in communion with God. We need to draw closer to God. The closer you draw to God, the closer he draws near to you. He wants to be involved in your life. He wants to be the key thing in your life. He wants to be the first thing. He wants to be, God wants to be the first thing that you think of when you wake up. What you say a prayer, you thank you, Lord, for my day. Please go before me, make crooked places straight, and just protect me and my family and all my friends and those who are in my life. And those that are, even those that you don't know, whatever the case is, say a prayer. He wants you to pray before you eat. He wants you to give thanks. He wants you to think and pray before, he wants you to pray at night. He wants to have communion with you. He wants you to read his word. That's another way that you can tell the difference. It's like, well, how do I know the difference between... I talked about it in my last show, chapter 23. I asked the question, well, how do you know the difference? There's this voice in your head. You're going to have two voices, one that's of good and one that's of bad all the time, right? And so it's like, well, how do I know the difference uh, between what's good and what's bad? How do I know the difference between God's voice and the devil's voice? Well, the way that you get to know the difference is by going to find out who God is and what his voice is. Do you recognize and do you know the voice of Jesus Christ? Do you know the voice of God? Do you know the goodness that they say about you and the goodness that they speak into you? There is goodness. The goodness of the Holy Spirit being your comforter who you can always call on. You have to just call on it and he comes. They all come. 
Ask them, invite them in when you're going through troubles. Stop and pray before you make a decision. These are all things that the, these are ways that you can protect yourself from the enemy coming into your life. And it doesn't mean that the enemy, like I said in the beginning, Jesus was attacked so much, but he always came back to the Father and always prayed and was always in just communion with his Father. There's many of the, there's many examples of that whenever he is uh, performing healings or performing miracles or performing these things that he always goes and prays. The last thing that I'll leave you with before we wrap it up is that it's Matthew 6, 24, and it says that no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. It says you cannot serve God and money. So what that's saying, what that's saying is, is that you cannot serve two masters, right? So to break that down, you can't go to church and on your way to church, you're bumping Lil Wayne, uh, you know, Bad Bunny, <laughs> Ice Spice, you know, whoever, whatever the, the secular music, right? Even country. You can't go there and, and, and listen to this depressing, talking about the selfish ways. Oh, I get it myself. You know, I'm about my drugs, about my money, about this, about that. Forget everybody else. And then go to church, act holy. And nothing makes you holy. Only following Jesus Christ does. Living in Jesus Christ does. Having him live and abide in you does. Only Jesus is holy. We are trying to be like him. Anyway, so you can't go to church listening to all that music or you can't leave church after praising and worshiping god listening to the words giving your amen i receive that all this stuff and then leave church and go and have a beer it don't make sense it doesn't add up going and smoking going and say i want better in my life and then you go home and you yell at your children oh i want these patients i want this or that and then you go and be disrespectful on the road and run somebody off or not run somebody off but cut somebody off on the road See, these, that you're serving two masters and it doesn't work. You have to serve one. And it doesn't mean that we're not going to make a mistake in our following. But you have to recognize your vices, recognize your temptations, recognize what triggers you and work on that through God's help, through Jesus Christ's help, through reading his word and realizing that these things, the Holy Spirit does not like that and, and it doesn't want to dwell these things can't dwell in you whenever you're trying to live for the Lord and you're trying to live for God. It does. It, they cross each other out. They cancel each other out. It doesn't work. So you can't serve two masters. So when you say when when you when you hear people say, "Well, yeah, you know, but it's all right. Everything in moderation. I could do it. It's okay." No, you can't. It clearly states that you cannot serve two masters. So make a decision. Either you're going to go all in and be black and it's black and white. More or less, some of the stuff's in red. So you cannot say that you're one thing and then your actions say other. Otherwise, you have to pick. There is no, that's why you'll always be conflicted and you'll feel this anxiousness. You'll feel this depression. You'll feel these suicidal thoughts. You'll feel these things because you're too busy not being in one grounded in one firm foundation. You're weary. You're rocky. And that's why it's causing you all these pain and anguish because mentally, emotionally, physically, because you are one foot in, one foot out. And it, you have to make that 
big decision on what route are you going to truly live in? <clears throat> and if you've been living in this route where you're like, man, I have been anxious. I have been depressed. I've been going through it for some time. I've been, I've been, I've been hearing about, I've been watching the show said, uh, I've been seeing your, your clips and I, I just, I just, I'm fed up. I'm tired. I can't do it anymore. I was there too. Um, when I was 21, I was there. I was smoking weed, popping bars, popping pills, um, drinking here and there. And I thought I had it all figured out. thought I had friends. I thought I had, I thought I knew everything. And it just wasn't working for me in my life. And it wasn't until I gave up my life to God that things truly started changing because he started filling voids that I had seriously in my heart and in my, my soul, my inner being. And I was dark. I felt dark all the time. I felt alone, depressed, anxious. I had suicidal thoughts, all that stuff. But someone, but a friend came in my ear, came in my, I heard it. And he said, that's not the way. I have a better way for you, but it's going to be you that has to make that decision. And I made that decision. It was hard. I went and I prayed for the first time in 15 years at that time. And I cried and cried myself to sleep. But it was the best decision I had ever made, and that's how I'm able to come to you now through this camera. Through this, through the app, through your stereo, your TV, your speaker, through your headphones. And some people say, well, it's, I follow God. I mean, that's good enough. I believe in God. I just don't know about the whole Jesus thing. Well, the difference between every single religion, between Muslimic, between Jewish, between um, Hinduism, through between all of them, the only difference between them, the major difference, the only difference is Jesus Christ. Muhammad died. Buddha died. All these other people there were people. They died. But Jesus Christ was the Son of God and is God, and he was resurrected on the third day, and that's who makes him different. That's what makes him different is that, that he has that power, and that's where the power comes in the name of Jesus Christ, to cast out demons, to break chains in your life, and they will be broken because it's his promise. He is the truth, and that's what a lot of us are seeking in this life is the truth, and he is that. Jesus says that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one, here's the thing, no one comes to the Father except through him. You can't get to God and be for God without accepting his son, Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior, that he died on the cross for your sins. He didn't even know you. But he knew one day that you were going to need this, that he, he knew. He knew you before. It says he knew you before you were formed in the womb. And then John 13, 8. It says, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. So unless he cleans you, and by the blood of Jesus Christ, through his acceptance, and you receive that and understand that he died on the cross for your sins, and you repent of your sins, and repent of your sins. When people say repent, people don't, it's not, oh, I don't mean to do this. I repent. I'm so sorry. And then I don't go do it. And then you go do it again. 
oh god i messed up again i yelled or i i, I cussed someone out or i did this oh i won't do it again no a, a true i call it a true repentance because a lot of people loosely use the word repent or more or less they use they loosely use the word i'm sorry but a true repentance means to fully turn away from your sin fully turn away from your addiction your addiction your anger your depression whatever it is to fully turn away from it and to live in christ and to follow his example and he is our ultimate example so i want to invite you not to join a religion not to join um yeah not to join a religion i'd like to invite you to have a relationship with jesus christ to have a relationship with god I like to invite you to this this relationship because so that you can have a direct communication with your Lord and Savior. The enemy in your head is going to tell you, "Don't do it. Don't send this to somebody. It's all propaganda. It's all hypocrisy." So just repeat this after me. <clears throat> uh, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart, and I make you my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you said that prayer, and Jesus is now dwelling within you, the Holy Spirit is within you, and um, if you're thinking, now what? What do I do now? message me and I'll, and I'll guide you on your next steps and I have a gift for you. So message me on Instagram. It's at said X said. So C E D X S A I D. Or you can email me at C E D X S A I D at gmail.com. And, uh, I know it takes a lot and, and your heart beats probably fast, but you should feel relieved. You'll feel this tension let off your body. You'll feel new and that's jesus dwelling within you that's his fire that's that's the light in you and and i'm proud of you and go tell someone tell me but go tell someone what you did someone you trust and um before we wrap up uh, i'm gonna say a prayer uh, so uh thank you dear heavenly father for what we've heard today father we know that you are our protector our provider our healer Thank you, God, for healing every single one who hears this message today, both physically, emotionally, and mentally. Father, we thank you for being all loving. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, for dying on the cross for our sins. We thank you, God, for guiding us and for having good plans for us, plans to prosper us. We appreciate you, Father, and all that you do. Keep moving in our lives. Keep bringing people to Christ and keep allowing us to spread the good news to each and every one of uh, of each and every one that we meet and every person that we come across. And uh, God, just thank you for breaking chains. Thank you for just making a way in our lives. And um, we all we do it all in your glory. And just keep working in our lives so that we may be the light to others. And uh, thank you, Father, so much again for this show. And thank you for uh, just protect everybody, Father, protect them from the evil one. 
and and in your son's loving beautiful precious name we pray in jesus name we pray amen so thank you guys for watching uh, the next show will be released this friday and uh, just appreciate y'all support um Just thank y'all for y'all's support and um, just tune in on Friday. Uh, love yourself so that you can go love someone else.